Hey friends, welcome to Millennial Mayhem. I'm Coco. And I'm Kat. And we're excited to have you here to talk about what not to do as millennials trying to make it in the business world. We're learning off each other's mistakes and experiences and hope to support you with a like-minded community that can share their thoughts with us. We're so excited to have you along for this journey. We hope you enjoy the banter and laughs as much as we do. Hey! Welcome to Millennial Mayhem with Coco and Kaz. Welcome back, Caroline. Hello! Today is a Saturday, one or almost 1pm actually. You're a bit early today. Early? Yeah. Yes. Well, we planned for 1 p.m. And <laughs> I'm the opposite of you. You always late. Mm. Yeah, but I own it, so I feel like that's okay if you kind of own that as a part of your personality. Ooh, There's frustrating. There's lots of people that are like that. Um, although, have you met Claudia before? Our friend Claudia. Claudia. No. Brundler. Who's she from? She is Australian. <laughs> Who is she from? <laughs> doesn't really make no, sense. Makes sense. Where's she from? How do you know her? She's what she do? She's Australian. She uh, works in digital marketing. <laughs> okay, thanks for telling me she's Australian four times. I'm yes. Colombian, everyone. Just let everyone know. So, <laughs> And I'm Australian too. <laughs> How are you? How was your week? You didn't finish the conversation about Claudia. Well, what else is there to tell? I said she works in digital marketing. How do you know her? Online marketing gurus. Where did you find her? Online marketing gurus? <laughs> See, there we go. Does she still work there? Um, no, she doesn't. She works for Collette Accessories now. She's in, she's an acquisition manager. What's that Digital do? acquisition manager. What's she, um, uses digital marketing to acquire new traffic to the website. Collette Accessories is trying to push more sales. Isn't that what all digital marketing does? Yes. <laughs> but you asked what an acquisition manager was and I told you. <laughs> Sounds just like a digital marketer. Yeah, pretty much, but I think that that's her title. I mean, yeah, I guess. I hate titles. Name. There's so many different titles out there. Mm, I was people about get with, very hung up on titles. What was it? A change manager? Change or a happy, manager. happiness manager in What's businesses that? that I've been looking up a on happiness LinkedIn? happiness manager? Maybe like a customer satisfaction manager? No, just happiness manager. That's what it comes up to. HR? Just happiness. What I have no idea. It? I don't know. I just left it because I was like, this company I don't really want to work with. Yeah, that's a little odd. I've never heard of that before. It's weird because when I've been helping people with their resumes and people don't know what job titles to go for because mm. they're like, what is this job title? I'm like, well, I don't know. Let's read it. It's exactly the job that they want, but mm. no one's ever heard of it. That's so odd. It's so stupid. I'm actually going to type up happiness manager after this and see exactly what it is. Do it now. All right. Okay, guys, we're going to find out what a happiness manager is. Caroline's also wearing sunnies inside. Oh, yeah. They're actually not even sunnies. They're just like disco sunnies. I don't know. There's no actual UV rays protection, so... Fantastic. I don't know Can you do two counts. things at once? No. <laughs> I get distracted so easily. Okay. Chief Happiness Officer is, in its essence, an HR manager with a special qualification. He in or happiness. she... He or she, they... <laughs> Um, you know, in Sweden, it's hem. They have a new pronoun, hem. It's uh, n- neither he or she. It's very far- forward thinking. Um, forward thinking. <laughs> forward thinking. He or she believes happy employees make better employees. Engaging employees, motivating them, and raising performance levels are all HR attributions. Um, wait, what? Okay. <laughs> ensuring, ensuring that employees are happy is a BHAG. 
big, hairy, audacious goal. I'm not even joking. It says that. I told you. How silly is it? Oh my God. That's so random. Imagine being a happiness officer though and walking around the office and just making sure everyone's like good. Hey, how can I make you happy? More money. Mm. Oh, sorry. Can't do it. Yeah. That's actually a leeway into what I wanted to talk about today. Oh! <laughs> it works really well. Money. Um, no, not money. <laughs> no, no, not money. This is different. This is deeper than money, Coco. Okay. Look at me. This Just want to have a shout out to Anthony for listening to our podcast. And, and giving us shout outs. I really appreciate that, Tony. Love you for that. Isn't his name Anthony? Yeah, but I, could, I can call him Tony. He hates it when anyone else calls him that, but I can call him that. What's his last name? Um, Falabella. Antonio Giovanni Falabella. He's oh, Italian. Okay. okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, so today. Anyway, enough of Anthony. See ya, mate. So, well, kind of has something to do with Anthony. He was at this party last night, along with this guy called Jonathan. Okay. And I, I, I was sitting. I was having a dance on the dance floor with this guy, and we kind of like you know made the general introduction. Um, you know, hey, how are you? And he was like, yeah, good, good, good. He was like dancing along. We're all hanging in the same group, and then he turns to me and he's like, who? are you and I was like what what do you even mean and and I immediately turned to Tony actually and I said Tony you know how would you describe me and he said ambitious I was like okay I turned back to Jonathan and I said well um, I mean I'm ambitious I'm in digital marketing and he goes no 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 who are you on the inside what makes up Caroline and I was thinking about how long have you met this person for Literally last night. Literally last before night. Before he asked you this question. <clears throat> never before. I've never met this guy in my life. And you were on the dance floor? Yeah, we were on was the dance floor. Was he intoxicated? No, we were both sober. I was driving, so I didn't drink anything. We were both sober. And Don't drink and drive, guys. No. It's the worst thing. I've done it. Oh, that's not good. When did you do it? <laughs> have you learnt from that <laughs> experience? Yes, I have. Thank you okay, <laughs> so much. Good. About five years ago. Four years ago? It's Five years good. ago. That's not good. You learn from your mistakes, don't you? Mm. My boyfriend also was caught drink driving. It's not good. Not good at all, people. Yeah, but he's job dependent on it. He's what? Job dependent on it. Yeah, exactly. That was a bit hard. Although it didn't affect his job because he kept it a secret, interestingly enough. From the work? Yeah. So he was doing illegal driving? No. He just was driving around the... Um, well, he was driving around the dealership. He works at a car dealership. So he wasn't going off the property. But, um, you know, occasionally when he had to go and pick up a client's car, I would drive that for him. But anyway, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> I'm um, not going <laughs> in that. You literally go. My boyfriend that just went down. He's stuck. I'm like, okay, can yeah. pull out? <laughs> um, so, yeah, back to Jonathan. So you didn't so know who you were yeah, I literally... and you spoke to Tony and go, hey, who am I? Yeah. And he goes, you're ambitious. And I turn back to Jonathan and he says, dig deeper than that. Who are, what makes up you? What is your philosophy of life? And I said to him, I don't know what my philosophy of life is. What is that? How do you find that? Anyway, it turns out he is um, studying psychology and uh, philosophy and works as HR manager at... Um, He's a happiness manager. At CBRE. What? Yeah, he's like a happiness manager. <laughs> hey! Wow, this is all tagging in quite nicely. Um, but yeah, no, he's a he's like a happiness manager at the moment. But he's actually a very fascinating person. And it just got me thinking so much last night about 
mental health, my mental health, and development with people that want to find out who they are. And I think it's such a very interesting topic topic at the moment, especially with all this change with social media and the likes falling off and people not... Do you want to explain the likes falling off for the people that are listening? Um, I'd be surprised if people didn't know about it by now. But, you know, for people that... <laughs> For people that so don't know, so if you didn't know about it, don't talk <laughs> to Caroline. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you uncultured swine. <laughs> Some people don't watch their stories as a hobby. All right. Well, no, I, that's a real dig at me, Coco. Why would you say that? Because that's what I sent to you. When? <laughs> you replied this morning about <laughs> it. Oh yeah, I remember now. I remember now. Don't worry. It wasn't a dig at all, guys. Okay, so for for the people that don't, uh, that haven't, you know, been around the internet in the last couple of days, uh, Instagram has decided to remove its likes count. So you can see if your friends have liked another person's photo, but you can't see how many people have actually liked that photo and people can't see how many people have liked your photo. So it actually breaks down that barrier of posting content for likes which I think is how a lot of these influencers have come about. They listen to what their audience wants, which is generally like, I think, butt photos or boobs out and whatever and to get those likes. But now I think it's going to be more focused on actually creating valuable like content, real content, your moments, sharing your moments. You had a quote from Gary Vee the other day you shared. Gary Vee said, social media is becoming less about being social because people aren't sharing their real moments. You know, they're just sharing things that they think are going to get more likes. And I think breaking down that, the, the likes count is a big step forward. How's it going to affect your business that you work for? Do you think mm. it will have any downturn before it goes back up? Or what are your thoughts? Um, well, actually, we posted a photo on Friday on our JS Health page, which is the main page of oh, our I company. meant for your influencers. But yeah, go on. What do you mean? Because the influencers can't see likes now. You use influencers to generate mm-hmm. Do you mean income. how we're going to find influencers, quality influencers? Yeah. So we can we can ask for people's engagement, which is what you should be doing if you're doing influencer marketing. You want to ask for their audience insights and their engagement rate. Because at the end of the day, even if you can see the amount of likes on their page, you don't know how many people are opening up their stories, how, my, how what the percentage is of those people that like their photos, if they're male or female, their age bracket. So you want to be asking those questions anyway. So, I mean, we'll continue to do that. Um, I guess the question was, will they have as much engagements without those metrics in front of people? Yeah. So look, I can't, I can't, I think it's going to be different for everybody. I think a lot of people will suffer from this and a lot of people are going to gain from this. From our experience, when we posted on JS Health, which is our main uh, Instagram page for our company, the company I work for, uh, we got more likes than normal. Um, It was really interesting. And I think I was trying to dig into this a little more. And I think it has something to do with the only thing I could think of was that you're not a part of a group or you're so used to people that don't have that that have lower likes. You're more inclined to like them. I mean, I think it could work the other way where that someone has a lot of likes. You're more inclined to like them because of social proof and, you know, the tribe effect. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's going to be really, really interesting to watch how it plays out and how digital marketers follow along how it's actually going to work, you know? But I thought it was so interesting. And I think from a mental health standpoint, it's so great because people aren't going to feel 
you know, that they have to be a certain someone or for, for people. They don't, they don't have to put out content that isn't necessarily what makes up them inside, which is what Jonathan was asking me. And that's so fascinating. Did you ask the question back to Jonathan? I did. And, he and had, what did he say? Um, he said that he... So his philosophy is li- of life is to find depth within people and depth within situations and to also share the problems going on in the world, which I thought was really interesting. Um, Such as? What problems did he bring up? Did he mental know? health, pollution, um, war, hatred, um, you know, all the general world, <laughs> all the general world problems. He wants to write a book about it and just talk about all of this stuff. He's such an interesting guy. And, um, and what was I saying about mental health? That's such a good... Yeah, how it's such a such a beneficial thing, and um, so I asked I asked him that question, and he said all this stuff, and I couldn't for the life of me think about what my philosophy of life was, and so I I came so anyway I left last night, and I came back home and obviously slept, <laughs> slept woke up this morning still thinking about this question. It really made an impact on me because I've been thinking about it a lot recently. For me personally, in the last year, I've changed so much as a person and... Why do you think that is? That's what I'm trying to find out. So I was talking to mum about it this morning and um, and I think it's just development. You know, mum was saying, well, you're in a stage where you're too young, you, you feel too young to be a proper adult and to be, you know, committing to things and but you also are too, you know, you feel old enough to step away from your childhood and she, she was just trying to explain I guess her feelings when she was around my age um and I'm not really sure and I, I was thinking about seeing someone about it just to find out to talk about it more but I actually think Jonathan just like springing that question on me really triggered for me who am I so I talked to mom about it this morning and she's actually been reading this book, which I thought was so funny that she was reading at the same time that this topic came up. Um, a book by Michael Trail. It's called Great Ideas, Jumping Ship. I'm going to read it. Um, and I'll link the, I'll put the link in the description if anyone else is interested in reading it. But he's a, he's a psychologist. And um, he had these questions in one of the chapters that he thinks everyone should ask themselves in their life to really find out who they are. And one of them is, who are you? And it's a deeper question, so it can't be answered by what's your job, what do you do during the week, um, you know, who you surround yourself with, although that is a part of who you are because um, the top five people you surround yourself with play a major part in who you end up becoming. So who you are, um, why are you living and working the way you are? So why are you surrounding yourself with those people? Why do you have that job? Um, why do you go to a dance class on a Tuesday? Why do you spend Sunday relaxing and need that time? Ask yourself why you spend that time doing that. And the third question is, um, what might you yet become and what do you want to do with the rest of your life? So it's thinking about your potential. What do you have the potential to do and what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And I think that if you can answer those questions really meaningfully and deeply, that I think will help you answer who you are. So I don't have the answers to all those questions personally. I'm still going to, you know, be brainstorming 
So it's working towards. Really. Yeah, you've got to work towards it, and you've got to you've got to think about it and think about your actions all the time. Why why do you do this? Um, so why I, are you always like? It's a really interesting question. To be honest, I think it's a part of that. Things have always worked out for me, so I don't feel like there's always going to be consequences for my actions if I'm late. And by you pulling me up about if I'm late or if I don't get something done, it really helps me because it's actually another trigger that's like, there's actually consequences for this. And people get annoyed by it, yeah. And people get annoyed by it. Because generally, I kind of turn up a little bit late and people are like, oh, hey, like, oh, you're late, you know? There's no actual trigger for me that's like, you know, I'm I'm late. (laughs) So it doesn't... Oh, fuck, I'm late. Yeah, so it doesn't like, it doesn't really settle on me, but... I'm going to be working through these questions myself and I think for the listeners, I'm going to put the questions in the description as well and maybe we can have a chat on Instagram about what you think makes up you and I actually talked to Jonathan about this podcast. I said I'd really love to interview you on here because he has a lot to say. He wants to write a book, he's making changes, he's um, you know, studying this amazing degree and has so many thoughts about this and I think for everyone in our age, around our age that don't really know who they are. They're in a, a transitional stage of their life where they're going from student to getting a job to finding out what they want to be doing for the rest of their life is so important, you know, to, to be answering these questions. Um, yeah, like Jonathan was saying, there was a guy that was working in a bank and earning amazing, um, amazing dollars and made his money. And then one day he, you know, really thought about these questions and he said to himself, fuck it. This is what, you know, the question, why are you living and working the way you are? Is that really you? Is it a part of you? What's your potential? And he said, well, I have more than this. And so he just left his bank job and started up a charity and, you know, now lives off not much at all. But that's him. That's what makes up him. And I feel like nowadays it's so easy to finish your degree and go into a job and then stay in that job for the rest of your life. We're conditioned to think about that way. And even, even you know, not going into a, into a banking job or something, your parents think about that way. But even if you finish high school and you, and you say, I really want to become a, bank, a banker and your parents go, no, everyone you know, becomes a banker. There's lots of money in it. We can see why you want to do that. Why don't you study fine arts? you know, or something a little bit more niche. Um, I think, I'm actually not sure. I think it's the study of historical art and art techniques. I don't know, the the finesse of art, I'm guessing. (laughs) Um, But even parents that say, don't do that, everyone does that. Why don't you study fine arts? Why? And then the the person goes, oh yeah, you're right. Like, I won't do that. But actually they wanted to become a banker. Why wouldn't you go and follow that? And vice versa. Someone wants to study fine arts. Someone's like, no, that's too niche. There's not going to be a job after you study that degree. Go and be a banker because there's, there's job, there are job um, openings there, you know? So if I asked you, Coco, now. Well, I was going to wait before we go there because that's something that's very, where you're talking about how you've changed so much over the last year. Mm. I remember you were at an online marketing agency Mm. and you were having that same issue. Like, you know, you always knew you were, better than where you were Mm. and then it's like think how long you know you had the conversation this could have happened this could have happened and I was like just do it just go have a chat do it do Mm. it do it to get people and to have that opportunity to go yeah I'm gonna go have a chat and then that chat changed your life Mm. you know what I mean those people I think don't have that 
push sometimes and you know Ivan had that push and Lucky you had that push and it's just understanding that you know you might not know where you are at the moment I still don't I've got a million things going on but I'm happy where I am because mm. I have control of where I am I'm not working for anyone else working for myself I've got clients who love my work and appreciate how much value they get out of it I can't get that anywhere else mm. and unfortunately for me you know I'd love to be a teacher and be able to teach people this and that's what I love about what I do is because consulting you teach as well you know, I explain everything to a T for them so then that they feel comfortable and if something does happen, they've got documentation. They feel so comfortable. This is why I've done this because of this research, because of this backed up, because of my case studies. No one out there that I've worked with or approached with have never given me the same value for that money, mm. ever, ever. And think how many people, like you said, have been screwed over. Say situations like for me in, in my software development, like when I was building in Australia, you know, they wanted to charge me 160 plus GST. Mm. I found a guy overseas for 30 US dollars. So yeah. it works out to be about $50. And to be screwed over so many times and understand that people have done that, you're only going to learn from your mistakes. But people, and someone said to me mm. today, you're just going to keep going. Yeah, you made a mistake. Just learn from it. Yeah, you might have wasted 20 grand, but you can make that back from that mistake. Yeah, 100%. Development's a really hard one too because... It's, no one knows it. No one knows yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. Oh my gosh. If there weren't developers, not, we would have nothing. We'd, we'd have nothing, you know? We wouldn't have this computer, have that this, TV. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people hold value within mm. those people. Mm. You know, I pay them as much as I want for my stuff. Mm. How much do you want? Yep, what are the reasonable... What are the hours? But I, I vet them. You know what I mean? What have you done before... Tell me the hours, how are you going to track it? You're going to report to me on this day. I'm not going to take too much of your time. These are what we need to work through. Accept, accept, accept. So anything outside of that scope I pay for or they will keep working until that's finished. Mm. And that's the best thing that I've done. Mm. I've gone straight to the person. Haven't yeah. gone through an agency, haven't done that. You save thousands and mm. thousands of dollars, but it costs you time. But it's worth it. Yeah, I think you've done really well to do all that research yourself. And actually, I think you're a pretty good display of someone that has, like, you know, dropped the regular nine to five and decided that you're going to pursue your own thing. This is what you want to do. You're passionate about your software and that's who you are. That's what is going to make up you. And you you know you have the potential to run a billion dollar business mm. in software, which not a lot of people could do a smidge of, you know, that's amazing that you actually can see that's inside yourself and see that you have the potential to do that. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Because think <laughs> how many apps that you've thought about, we've thought about, and we're like, how do we start it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Now it's like, this is how you do it. And you're doing Mock it. Mock up, dang, bang, bang. Yeah. Let's do it. So cool. So guys, I think we'll leave it at there. But I just, I wanted to just leave it on those three questions. Tell us on Instagram what you think about these questions, okay? Number one, who are you? Who are you deep inside? It's not about your job. It's not about what you do on a Tuesday. It's not about what you've done. It's who are you? What makes you tick? Who are you? Third question. Uh, second question. Sorry. <laughs> Already lost. Oh, no, I was going to say you're doing so well. <laughs> okay. Second question. Why are you living and working the way you are? Why are you living and working the way you are? Why do you have this job? What made you choose that? What's the driver in your day? What makes you get out of bed? Third question. What might you yet become and do with the rest of your life? That is such a deep, personal, 
question. You have to dig so deep. What, whoop, there's a siren in the background. I don't know if you guys can hear that. What might you yet become and do with the rest of your life? Everyone has so much potential. Even if the potential is to make the best fucking coffee in a cafe. If that's what you want to do, go and do it. Like There's so many people don't do it right, and it's so frustrating. Ah, agreed. <laughs> agreed. Sit there and go, thanks, yeah. champ. Can I get my money back? <laughs> yeah, and also, <laughs> and also, if you're gonna be making coffees, it urge people to to eat it, to eat it, to drink it oh, well, in a ceramic cup. Obviously, <laughs> to eat it Caroline's got a barista yeah. license. Very good at eating coffees. <laughs> drink coffees in ceramic cups, guys. On that note. Uh, Thanks so much. We're going to go and get a coffee now. But think about those questions um, and enjoy, enjoy your weekend. We'll speak to you very soon. Thank you. See ya. Bye.